Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Alan. Who's this? Hey, Alan. It's Tim. Hey, Tim. Let me find you. I've got my computers open. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Yeah. We are the first. Awesome. There we go. All right. Hey, Alan, we'll see you in a few weeks. Hey, looking forward to that, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. I really am, too, and uh, we'll have Sasha. I, I've got a note to respond to your email, but we'll have Sasha do, like, a message or something, if he doesn't mind. Oh, I think you enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, just show us what he's doing, and that would be great. Yeah. Well, fantastic. It's going to be fun to have his son over here, too. That's going to be great. You know that uh, he's the one who initiated the uh, – for us anyway, that message, the four. Right. The symbols. And uh, I still have the orange uh, bracelet that he had, but uh, we, we've we gone through a couple hundred of those so far. Melissa just ordered a hundred for our, um, our camp coming up here in a couple of weeks, you know, the FCA camp, and yeah. have another group of them for our Bible day camp for our, our town one. And, uh, you know, so it's – it's really a good, but it's really inspired me as far as speaking more to ask the question, you know, to get that response, that question mark at the end of the four. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Sean. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Sean. Good morning, Sean. Let's see here. So I see Alan and Dave, and let's see here. Who's the 401 number? That's uh, Connor Carew. Hey, what's up, Connor? Sorry about that. No worries, man. See, I think he was New York City, man. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Connor, I don't know. Uh, Alan's a big hockey dad, so you guys will have to. Uh, nice. Do you live in the hockey Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. trying to get back into it now, and I'm working full time, but I'd like to get back into it at some point. Awesome. Yeah. Between that and lacrosse, it seems like that's all that we do. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great, though. It's a good translation, I kind of feel like, from hockey to lacrosse. Yeah. Two, two sports with unrealistic commitment expectations by coaches. <laughs> there. Nailed that. Lacrosse, hockey on grass. Lacrosse is like hockey on grass. Isn't that what? what pretty pretty much. That, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. With the missing factor, you don't get slammed into the boards unless you do that indoor stuff. My, my son, my son uh, held the record for fate, perfect fate in uh, – Division one for uh, for twelve years. He won twenty five out of twenty five, and uh, and he and it just got beaten like next to the last game 
uh, this season. So he lost his his uh, his record for twelve years. But, uh, but oh. that, he was he was disappointed. But I said, you know, Zach, hold that for twelve years. That's that's not bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad at all. All right, hey, is Bob McLeod on here? Yes. And uh, let's see here. Tim Fancher, are you the 716? Yep. I'm on. Yep. All right. And is, I'm, I'm guessing, but is that John Mills? Yes. Uh, 989, 207989. Yes. Good morning. Right. Fantastic. Well, hey, let's uh, be mindful of our time and, and, um, just real quick, let's just say our name and where we're calling in from, and then once we get done with that, Alan Miller will uh, will just open us up with prayer and the Devo, and then, we'll, and then uh, Bob's going to talk a little about Legacy Weekend. I'm going to talk about our uh, traction and planning process, and uh, we'll, we'll make it an effective use of our time this morning. So, uh, Sean, and I think I know everybody in Rochester, and uh, and uh, let's see, we'll start with the Vermont guys first, and then work our way through New England. All right, well, I'm Alan Miller calling in from Burlington, Vermont. I'm Dave Smith calling from uh, Chittenden, Vermont, the central region of Vermont. John Mills from the Bangor area in Maine. And uh, Connor Crew calling in from New York City. Tim Fancher calling in from Clarence, New York, in the Buffalo area. Awesome. Bob McLeod from Manchester, New Hampshire. Fantastic. All right. Well, Sean, you want me to open us with prayer and then a little devotional? Perfect. All right. Great. Well, Lord, this lift up our time to you this morning. I thank you for these men who have taken on the mantle of being the leaders of FCA in their areas. And just we, we, we lift up our, our staff, Lord, this morning as we transition from school into summer. I know for lots of them, there's a lot of ramping up around camps and kids are transitioning. And we just ask that, Lord, we could you could make it clear how we how we need to be supporting our staff, what we can be doing, and just preparing us to be, be your your hands and feet, Lord, for all the work you're going to do throughout New England this summer. And Lord, we just lift up our meeting time to you, and we, we know you're here among us. We thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. 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 All right, so our devotional this morning, we've got a little bit from Luke, and the, the scripture is Luke 15, 16, and 17. Um, better a little with fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. And so the, the heading of it is greed starves, and it talks about how... The, the fattened calf was valuable and a sign of celebration. But when love is, main, is the main dish, it doesn't matter if the rest of the meal is just vegetables. And if hatred is the main course, even a fattened calf can't redeem it. The greed that can pay for the richest food will starve the human soul of that for which it most hungers, because greed is self-serving and the opposite of self-giving love. These texts correct simplistic views that see wealth as always a sign of God's favor and hard work. 
That is how Job's friends read things. Even Jesus' disciples were shocked by his teaching that wealth could be a hindrance to spiritual growth and salvation, not a help. Yet this text is not so much about the problem of wealth as the greatness of love. In a broken world where injustice and the absurd can prevail, faith, represented here by love and the fear of the Lord, can transform a meal of vegetables into continual peace. In your own life experience, have you seen a person or family become more happy, more unhappy and unsatisfied as they become more prosperous? And um, you know, that was kind of the closing question. And just, you know, I, I certainly see that. I've, I've put my life into working with kids. And, you know, you just see some families that are just consumed. I think some of the, some of the wealthiest families have, that, that I've worked with um, have had the most forgotten kids in the world. And it's just always sad. You know, and I know I'm, I'm struck by how often myself as a dad, sometimes I forget that, you know, the most valuable thing I can offer my kids isn't the, the big house or the latest piece of lacrosse gear. It's my time and my energy. And in, in a lot of ways, that, that time and energy and compassion feels more expensive than writing the checks sometimes. So I, I just appreciate kind of this, this reminder to myself of what, what's important. So I don't know if other folks want to chime in on that, follow up on that, but that's what I had for devotional this morning. You know what? That rolls right into last month with the, thought, with the thoughts on intentionality. That's exactly what you have to do is take that mindset of just be intentional on your time and energy with your kids and your wife. Yeah. And, and anybody you serve as far as coaching. Mm-hmm. It's great. I agree. I, Good stuff. And I think also it doesn't have to be large amounts of time because often we don't have large amounts of time to spend. It can just be, uh, it, it can just be for a few moments. But if they know we're really pouring everything into that person, uh, that that really makes a difference. So it isn't the time either. It's it's that intentionality. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, and I got a sermon for Sunday now, too. Thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, no plagiarism, no plagiarism in, in FCA. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. original sin. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I've said for years that I haven't had an original thought since I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, I think, uh, Alan, I think that's out of Tim Keller's uh, devotional on wisdom, just for those that, um, that, that might be interested in that. Uh, we went through his, um, his book, The Songs of Jesus, uh, last year, and this year we're going through that book. So there's some really good ones. And if that, you know, if you like the last two, that's where we're getting them. So The Songs of Jesus, is that what you said? That was what we did in 2018, and then this year it's called... Um, God's wisdom for navigating life, and and, uh, and, and it kind of walks you through the, the wisdom books uh, and pulls out little pieces of them and ties them into other scriptures. So, I, I'll have Julie send it in a minute. So, good stuff. Bob McLeod, I think you're up. Yep. Thanks, Alan. Yep. Thanks, Alan. 
Hey guys, I know we've been talking about Legacy Weekend, um, and all of you should be on the forefront of your minds, but there's no bigger <laughs> event that will change the Northeast than what we're embarking upon in 2020, and I don't say that lightly. You know, when Sean and I first connected and we started to, because I had gone to a President's Weekend, you know, Sean, I, I don't know if you even remember us talking about this, but I said to you on the heels of a President's Weekend, can you imagine, why can't we do that here in the Northeast and do it on a regional level and kind of replicate what we've done? Because I was so impressed with what what took place, but also the the sense of or the kind of the vision and understanding of how that could be really um, impactful for the Northeast. Matt, was how long have you been in the role you're in now, Sean? Uh, that was like 20... I've been in this role since 2010. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm very grateful that one, um, I'm still involved with God's work here and he allows me to do so. But more importantly, guys, just to encourage, if you haven't made a commitment yourself to be there at um, Legacy Weekend, that's the first step in the process. And um, depending upon, you know, what the outcome of that is, but you can still play a role. And this is the main point I wanted to get to is you can still play a role in having an impact there as board chair. And I think that all of us would agree that um, we have the mindset as Jesus did of leading by example. So we are out front leaders, you know, we lead from the front. And, uh, and so by us taking those first steps and, and uh, making those commitments ourselves, then we have the opportunity to then encourage others to do the same. And that this, the, first, the first step I'd say to you is to get everybody on your board to try to um, encourage them. And either if, if you can't speak to it because you haven't been there is to somehow get them in touch with Sean or myself or one of the other regional board members that have participated. And I'd be happy to help in any way, shape, fashion, form but be strategic about how you then encourage those um, existing board members to get to uh, Legacy Weekend. There's a selection criteria you've heard of. Sean, would it be helpful to recruit, uh, review what it is that we're looking for by way of um, um, profile? Yeah, that'd be great. I think that'd be great. So Legacy Weekend, and this is where you can help your, your staff because sometimes um, and, and there's a difference between a board member and then a legacy weekend person that might be somebody. So we're looking for people and we have many people that are outstanding um, that are uh, great board members and great volunteers and great partners and can still have impact. But what we do try to do here is that we, we try to allow God to work through those people that he's um, given resource to. And we look for folks that are mature Christians or preferably, you know, somebody that's, you know, active in a local church, um, somebody that has a, 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 you know, a decent walk, a good walk um, with the Lord. And then also from a financial perspective, has the means to do something at a $10,000 per year commitment level for three years. So, and, and, you know, I know that we are, we, we try not to, you know, do this in our churches and, in, and as we meet people is to put a dollar signal on their foreheads, right? And, um, and, and think of folks that way. And, and it doesn't make a difference whether somebody 
um, you know, doesn't have two nickels to rub together. They, God can still use them. We've seen it happen in our lives. We, we don't treat those folks or look at them any differently. But as it relates to this particular weekend, what we're really looking for is folks that have um, the means to do that $10,000 uh, commitment and, and try not to judge a book by its cover. And what do I mean by that? There have been stories after stories, and I'm an example of one of them. I started committing to FCA when I didn't have two nickels to rub together, and I think my first commitment might have been 25 to $30 a month. And um, over the course of time, I kept getting asked uh, to go to these events. And now as I you know, matured in my walk, and then God, I found favor in, in my business life, and God continued to bless me. But it was out of the giving that I, my wife and I um, had committed to that we found ourselves in positions where we did make commitments um, and we did go to Legacy Weekend. It was the first time that God really spoke to me about saying, look, you got to get serious about this. And um, so I stepped up as a result of going to a you know, President's Weekend. I stepped up my own personal giving to FCA out of uh, just, you know, being gently nudged by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm an example of how that works. Um, all right, so, so now let's talk a little bit about the role you can play. It's one, helping identify those people with your staff person. And then what I've done with my binding here is to not only, I just did what, you know, I just suggested that you do is to look, let's look at each of our board members and Sean, you can help me here because I don't even know, but out of our entire board, how many couples are coming right now? Could you have that in front of you by chance? Uh, I don't have, I think, I think there's four. You know, and so there might be, um, we've made an ask of everybody, um, but there might be another one or two more couples that might, you know, still make that, make that commitment. And even though we've asked them once, um, I've also learned to go back and just say, Hey, has anything changed? Is there something, have you given any more thought to, um, and in a very nice way. And, you know, you never want to be judgmental or in, in any way other than lovingly respectfully, but don't be, be bold enough to make that ask. Um, now let's take it to beyond that. So then what we try to do is, you know, you try to identify people, where they might not be board members now, they might be on the fringes of, um, and, and, they, and then they may, may just be, and again, this is what we talk a little bit about of, uh, what's the difference between a board member and a legacy weekend person? The legacy weekend person does not have to be a board member. A legacy weekend person does not have to be actively involved with FCA right now. What they, this is an opportunity for us to take those, but they should have the, that other selection, the other pieces and components um, and criteria, meet the criteria that I just described or shared. So, um, but when, when you, what you want to do then is then look at um, even those board members um, helping, you know, helping them identify people in their networks and helping the staff um, identify people they've met along the way where they, where they think um, that might meet that selection criteria and then figure out strategically how you can get an, um, a uh, conversation going with them and be strategic about it. And so we've done all sorts of things um, in terms of, you know, just a, getting a, you know, a coffee um, with somebody or in some, some cases like Sean was coming up through town and what we use that we, again, we always look for compelling events. We used, um, 
we used Sean coming into town to have him meet with and Mike Miller meet with some other people um, that were up in, in, in the area to meet with two or three people that were um, potentials. And again, th these folks that he met with um, were folks that are not actively, well, actually one of them is, he's a donor. There's a couple of them that were donors already, existing donors, but they aren't serving in any kind of a board capacity. And they attend a golf tournament uh, they might go to a banquet or something of that nature, but they're donors. So I'm going to pause there, Sean, and say, is that, um, that I cover everything or is there some things you want me to speak to that I haven't touched upon yet? I think we can open it up for a moment for questions. But I just encourage you with the staff person, it's, you know, um, who have, you know, from our area, have we invited anybody to Legacy Weekend? And, you know, how can I help you find other people inviting, you know, what was the outcome of the people you invited and just having a one-on-one -on -one with your, uh, with the staff person that you work with. So, and I do think you covered a lot of ground, which I think, you know, this isn't the first time we've talked about it, but I think that was good to, good to review it as we head into summer and, and, uh, there's camps and other things going on where you might be running into some of the people that your, uh, staff is, interested in having you recruit to this event. So I thought it'd be good to resurface it one more time. Any questions? That leads into, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. We're about 50% about capacity for the weekend and it's next January. So um, a lot of invitations still out. And, and um, you know, I put the link to the event in the browser, uh, in the chat for the, for the Zoom meeting and be happy to have a conversation, you know, with you about it in the next week, if that's something that you guys would like to have with your staff person also. So. Hey, welcome Darren. Hey, Sean. Sean or yes. Bob, is there a, is there a mat, let's say, is there a max per board or a max per region that you'd want? There is not the, um, you know, the event, uh, it's about $350,000 to put the event on and the staff pay for uh, basically the food and the hotel and part of the expense of their guests. So there isn't a max, but the, um, the staff person has to be prepared. Um, it costs about $3,300 a couple is their portion of the expense, um, you know, which if you spread that out over three years, you know, you hope that uh, there's a strong ROI on that. Uh, so, uh, as we ask people to make that three-year commitment. So that there's not a max, but the staff are, are, are aware of the commitment that they're making to, uh, you know, their portion of the expenses. So. No, that's, that's really important. Thank you. That's very important clarification. I appreciate that. Yeah. Any other questions? So one of the other things that uh, that this is a segue into and it ties to is just to encourage us as board chairs to, again, continue to be intentional. I'm going to take up on last month's theme. And um, but if you haven't attended a camp yet this year and if you haven't attended a camp at all, um, please take advantage of the, the camp season that is already amongst us. Sean just came off the heels of lacrosse camp up in Rochester. And um, it is a fantastic opportunity 
again, you th- you get you got to think about compelling events and um, using those compelling events to do something that you normally wouldn't. But um, this is a great time for you, not only to you, to get every one of your board members or prospective board members, um, prospective donors to a camp. When you can do that and you get somebody, it will move, God will move through that experience. And I, you know, if it, it, in an ideal way, you go to open mic night, um, find out when that is on that respective camp. You know, if it's a, on a Thursday, a lot of times they're held on Thursday nights, but they don't always universally do that. And, and so I would understand when open mic night is and formatting, but even going to a camp, if they don't have open mic, but just go to a worship time. So maybe, a you know, late in the day, see a little bit of the camp, how, what's going on at camp, and then maybe attending a worship service um, where they get together collectively, the entire camp. It, and just let let God do anything. All you do is you've got to get him there. Um, and so, one, get there yourself. Two, get every board member. Three, get every prospective board member. And at least make an invite. At least make, make the ask. And then be strategic about people that, you know, that's a great way for you to help your staff person with a prospective legacy weekend couple to get them to go to camp. And it will, not only will it be impactful for you personally, but it'll also be impactful for them. And then just let God do his, you know, what he does all the time, right? Is move people and let the Holy Spirit do our, our job is to be an extension of his hands and feet. As Alan said, um, you know, here on earth, you know, my devotional time here as I was working out at the gym here on the elliptical was, um, you know, to, to be, be, what was it? In the, the phrase was, please allow me and help me to work at his work. That was the phrase. I'm doing his job. You know, he's got me, he's got you in a position where all we have to do is be an extension. Make, just, just, just be bold enough and courageous enough to make the ask. It's okay if they don't say, if they say no. You know, you, you, you will not offend them. Um, you can't be, you know, you just, if you love them, you can't offend them. So I'm just going to tell you that just keep asking. Hmm. Anything else, Sean, on, on camp? No. Okay. I know we have about five minutes. So I have one other big thing to connect on some of that. Uh, drive it home with that. And then we'll, uh, we'll stick on if there's anybody who has any questions. So, but, uh, we're going into our launching off our planning cycle, and um, and we are uh, uh, there's a new term uh, in our region called VTO Vision Traction Organizer, um, and uh, and and we are uh, in the process of of developing this where each of what we call the eight states of the region we divide the region into eight states, six New England states, upstate and downstate New York. Each of those eight states have a um, what would look like a um, you know, a, a three-year picture and a one-year plan. And then we're moving the staff into the point where they have what we call 90-day rocks and uh, that they're working on. So we are in our, uh, we're in the process of uh, rolling this out. And actually, um, Nathan and Melissa are going through it in Vermont first this week and then kind of piloting it. And then we'll be rolling it out to the region the week after. So it's important as a staff, as a board chair, yes, the staff, 
hey, I'd love to see your, you know, the BTO for the state and the area that you live in. And then also to, um, to have an idea of what their uh, ministry plan for the next year is. Our fiscal year goes uh, from September to August. So uh, what we're planning and working on are things that will take effect uh, September 1. So, um, so it's good. I think you'll hear the term VTO in each of the eight states will have a VTO. And then all the staff will have a ministry plan that feeds into their team's VTO. Um, and then they'll have 90 day, will be, to, you know, what we call our 90 day rocks will be the big things that they're trying to accomplish in the four quarters of the next year. So um, I think it's important that those are woven into the agenda of the board meetings and, uh, and that there's, you know, continued alignment between, you know, the board and the 90 day rocks of the staff and the VTO of the state. And then, um, you know, and then we will be taking a look at the regional offices VTO to make sure that it's supporting, uh, where the eight states want to focus and continue to move things ahead uh, going forward. So real excited about that. And, uh, and I'd expect um, that, that you'll be hearing about that. And uh, as this, we embark on the planning cycle, um, coming up with our ministry plans for the next fiscal year. So. John, quick question from Alan here. As, um, as board chairs and, and board members is our, role to be engaged in the development of VTO or kind of let that happen and then we simply support it? Yeah, good question. I think it depends on the role of the board. So um, so in Bob's case, as, the, as the, uh, the chair of the New Hampshire State Board, he would work with Mike on the VTO for the state. Uh, and then, um, you know, as you think about Northern Vermont, it would be you know, how do you, you know, as we hire somebody in your area, how do you and that staff person um, you know, execute and, and uh, you know, and, and focus on, you know, being as successful as possible on the, you know, uh, on executing the VTO in your area. Um, so I think it's a, it's a bottom up, you know, feedback loop, and then we'll be, you know, kind of adjusting the VTO, uh, you know, quarterly and making small tweaks, um, you know, but it'll, uh, so I guess the answer would be, it depends on the staff person and then, you know, and how they fit into it and then helping them, uh, you know, helping the board understand what could, what does this look like in the uniqueness of our area based on the maturity of the ministry and the socioeconomics and, and, uh, and what that area actually looks like. So. All right. Thanks. Good stuff. I know we're up at seven twenty. it's up to seven twenty-nine. We asked to stay till seven thirty. So what, what we'll do is I'll, I'll hang on here and uh, appreciate everyone's time. I think Bob might even be able to stick for another minute or two. But if you have any questions, we'll stick on here. But we want to honor the schedule. And thanks for your time this morning. Good stuff. Alan had a good weekend with Brian Lane. So uh, Oh, that's fantastic. Was he over there? He came to camp, yep. Oh, that's great. Good. Yeah, I think he's working pretty hard on the recruiting side of things, so. Yes, he's trying to make up for years and yeah. weeks. <laughs> Good stuff. Darren, how's everything down in your area? Not too bad. Keeping busy. Life's all right. <laughs> Good.
Good stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, why don't you go ahead and close us out on a on a word of prayer, please? Yeah. Yes, sir. Father, thanks for this time, and thank you for these board chairs, and we pray for those who couldn't be on the call. And uh, we just thank you for what you're doing in our life. We thank you for that um, great word from Tim Keller to begin the our call. And, and, uh, and Lord, just thanks for what you're doing with, uh, in, in the region. Lord, we pray you continue to uh, let us be led by the great mission and vision of FCA. And Lord, help our hearts to be focused and aligned to the things you want to accomplish. And uh, we just pray extra encouragement uh, over our staff and board members at this moment. And, uh, and Lord, help these board chairs to do a great job. And uh, leading their board, leading their board meetings, and leading their board members, and, and just setting the example of what it means to be Christ-like and, and to walk closely behind you. So we pray you'll bless our day and help us to continue to decrease that so you may increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, you, can, you, can, you, you guys can be praying about a Bruins win here uh, on Thursday night for us here in Boston. We, we don't have enough championships, so I just want to let you just, just uh, put that out there for you. Yeah. Get your boy, get your boy Chara out there with his broken jaw. <laughs> no, no kidding. Hey, uh, on, a, on a serious note, though, can you imagine being sitting there? The guy's jaw's broken, and he just wanted to encourage his teammates, so he comes out on the bench. How much pain do you think that guy was in? No kidding. Mm. Yeah, so that was good stuff. But listen, hey, appreciate everybody on the line here. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, have a blessed uh, week, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Have a good day. Okay. See you guys. Okay. Bye. Peace and peace. Oh, looks like it's just Vermont and Sean. Uh-oh. You got me cornered. I couldn't, I couldn't find the end meeting button. <laughs> I had to find my glasses, right? How's everything going there? You guys good? Good. I'm feeling like I haven't talked to Dave in months. I know. Yeah. We had a, uh, a neat thing. Mountaintop uh, just recently um, got all new kayaks and canoes, so they gave – uh, they gave us our church um, all their old stuff, so that was four canoes and uh, and thirteen kayaks. You know, their their old ones were all you know different colors and styles and stuff. But anyway, they were at my house, and I had to just buy sixteen paddles. Uh, but Melissa and I have been talking about like doing the team building things, utilizing those. You know, with different uh, different sports teams and and how we can use uh, you know utilize these. It, it's a great tool. You know, we have the dam or the lake, whatever you want to call it, the Chittenden Dam, just, you know, five minutes up the uh, road from us. So, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out, it's, it's like a natural fit for us, you know, and outdoor stuff, and that's what people do. So we're, we're kind of trying to figure out how this is going to work, but it's a neat, a really nice gift from them. <laughs> that's great. I have this picture of 13 kayaks and four canoes strewn across your lawn, Dave. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, even just the paddles, it was so, I mean, it's, it's just funny how, uh, you know, great. Now I've got to get paddles and probably build another shed. <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, but we're trying to figure out like how we can utilize that, you know, like with kids and with, with doing things. So That's uh, great. and coaches, because we, um, we did something a, a, a year ago. Um, we, we took it off of, um, I, I don't know if you've heard of hard hat 21, uh, 
the guy um, Boyardi who got killed by a lacrosse ball. Yeah, well, yeah of course you guys would. And uh, uh, we did something with her her daughter's hockey team. Well, we had 21 kids here and, and gave them a great breakfast with all the sausage and, ha- and uh, bacon they could eat. But after that, uh, her daughter's she, her daughter had a lot of kids from her hockey team, and a coach noticed a perceivable difference, and it was almost um, crying to Mel- crying at Melissa and just saying how how wonderful her team reacted, just in a different way. So you know, a different way of trying to work with with coaches in that. So maybe we can like you know, hey, can we do something with your team for the kids that want to? You know, so, uh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, the. Um... I'm not a I'm not a huddle expert, but I could imagine if you could ever, you know, get the huddle coach and the student leaders together and do some type of outing. You know, you could get a lot of, um, you know, get a, it, it. It could really help you a lot with your, you know, your specifically with your campus ministry. So, yeah, that's a good. And Dave, how are logistics coming together? Because you guys are at Rutland Christian School with St. Joe's closing, right? So, um, yeah, St. Joe's, the St. Joe's thing is is working. So, okay, uh, you'll be at St. Joe's one more time. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. At least, uh, you know. So, um, you know, we we had to scramble and try to think what would happen if we're not allowed to go in there because the school just closed, uh, but. Um, I really want to keep it in Rutland because a lot of people come from Rutland and looking at a lot of families that are needy, taking it one town away or something would be, I think you'd miss a lot of people. Yeah. But, but anyway, you don't have to deal with that this year. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I thought it, I thought with it closing, you had lost the facility. So. No, we, we didn't. Melissa got, I don't even remember if it was in January or even the year at the close of whatever we did, but she got a contract and so forth. So that, that made a, a difference. Good. Oh. Good stuff. All right. All right. I'm taking Melissa's son, Brendan, who uh, just finished his first year at Liberty fishing in about 15 minutes. So we're heading up kind of a rainy day here. So I thought, well, let's go fishing. And he, so, uh, but I like that idea about the intentionality. I think we, we miss that a lot. You know, that's, uh, I, I've got to develop that more in my own life and, in ministry with FCA and everything else, you know, and I've been thinking about like questions to ask people to, uh, uh, you know, to try to get them to think more and, and develop that, but that's all. And what, what was the, I'm sorry, but what was the, uh, what was the devotion that you used today, Dave? Alan, I mean, it was, it was something Julie sent me, but it's out of Tim Keller's and what's the title of the book, Sean? Uh, God's wisdom for navigating life. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a nice collection of concise, thoughtful, right, kind of life-based questions and thoughts. Yes. I think somebody's um, starting to put all of his sermons and things into, you know, books and such. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one's good. And the one we actually did the one with Psalms last year. Um, so they're both really good. So I'll have to dig into those. They sound like great, great springboards for uh, messages and people and so forth. Here's what they look like. 
<laughs> okay, we got it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Thank All you. right, boys. Have some good right. fishing days, Sean. Nice, nice Roberts lacrosse. Way to advertise <laughs> that. There you go. <laughs> we had a um, we had a two day staff retreat. Got home Tuesday night, then went on vacation Wednesday to Tuesday, and then uh, jammed out uh, in the office uh, Wednesday, and, and then camp was Thursday to Sunday, <laughs> and then we had two straight days of uh, working on our grant proposal for. Uh, our largest donor uh, in the office Monday and Tuesday, and then I'd practice last night. So I woke up about 645. <laughs> <laughs> you need a vacation. I got yeah, That's right. It was an awesome vacation we had, but uh, good for uh, you. Kind of uh, getting organized today and was dragging slightly. So yeah. <laughs> made right. it through the stretch. So. I would say we, we couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I think you're trying to encourage me, so I appreciate that. All right. We'll take it. See you guys. Bye. All right. All right. See you, boys. Have a good one. Bye. Take care.